Welcome back to the Trifecta Podcast. Today's a very important topic. We talk about body dysmorphia. We talk about how healthcare is so biased based on weight, whether it's being overweight or underweight and how they value so much based off that, which is so unacceptable. This is a very important topic for all of us, so I hope we do it justice and I hope you take something from this. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is Carly. Because of technical difficulties, I'll be later joined by, or with rather, Cameron and Maddie to talk to them about this as well. But I just wanted to share some of my thoughts on body weight and what that does to us in society, whether medically or emotionally or mentally everything all of it it's just insane to me that so much in the world is based off of a number like literally a number on a scale for me I've always been what you would quote unquote say small or skinny but people sometimes mistake that as oh look at her she's skinny you might her life's easy or it's easy for her to be like that. Like I, you've heard, I've heard a lot of this thin privilege lately, which I know is a thing and I'm not discrediting that. But I just think the whole point and the whole reason of society where we've gone wrong is that we base so much on a damn number on a scale. Like why does that have any significance to who we are in life? To me, that just doesn't make any sense. For me, I, so in the last nine months, my body's been pretty sick. I puke a lot, and I know Cameron and Maddie do too. We are unable to eat many foods, which can lead to malnourishment, which leads to all these other medical issues. But because my body somehow which I don't know how, but I'm thankful, maintains a somewhat healthy weight. No doctors take me seriously. They're all like, well, I mean, you haven't lost like more than 10 pounds. You're fine. Oh, you look healthy still. You're fine. But I'm not fine. And why Why did they base it off of a number then instead of off of what I'm saying to them? Like, I basically puke all day every day unless I very strategically take certain meds and eat tiny bits and drink this and that at certain times. Like, it's not just easy for me to just eat whatever or consume what I need to be healthy. So yes, I am privileged to be in a thinner body, but that doesn't mean I'm healthy by any means. Like, I wish I could go back in time and when I was probably obsessive about weight and about getting abs or nicer legs or a bigger butt or whatever else, and I wish I would be like, just enjoy your life. Like, don't obsess about calories. Don't obsess about how many squats you do or how long your workout is or 30 minutes of cardio. Just enjoy life because if I would have known this is what my life was going to become... I would have done things a lot differently. 
And obviously you can't go back in time, but I think that's why I'm so passionate about this topic. Because I see people struggle with it so much. And I know a lot of it is based off society, like especially when I was growing up, based off of how people looked in magazines or Photoshop or nowadays filters on Instagram and how easy it is to compare, oh, those people have nicer hair than me, nicer this or that. Like it's so easy to just judge so quickly off of looks and that is so wrong. And I admit I used to do the same thing. But I've learned from that. I've grown. I've done so much soul searching. And I think it's because I am living in a body that is struggling. Like, luckily, I've never struggled from eating disorders. And I know Cameron and Maddie talk about this in a little bit. But my body, because of sickness, is almost like an anorexic or bulimic body. Like, my digestive system does not know how to function properly so yes I and I know people have done this looked at me and like oh what do you complain about you're just you're thin like you must or you must be anorexic or eat a cheeseburger or whatever and I'm like you don't know me first of all and you have no idea what I have been through so we all just really need to take a step back in the world and Just stop judging people based on weight. This is a huge, huge problem in the medical system as well. I've known so many people who've fought to get a diagnosis and who've been overweight and who doctors countless times have said, oh, have you tried losing weight? Oh, have you, do you work out? Oh, you must not eat healthy. And it's like, also for them how dare you say that when you don't know what those people do you're just because someone has a higher number on the scale does not mean that they are not sick or do not need help in other ways yes being way too overweight is not healthy on your body or your heart but same as being underweight but why is our medical system basing it solely off a number Like, that really, really needs to change. They need to base it off facts, testing. Does it matter? Does it matter if you die tomorrow? Are you going to look back and say, Oh my god, like, I really am glad I obsessed about eating that many calories that day and I did that many push-ups and I ran for five miles. Or at the end of the day, are you going to... Do you want to look back and be like, wow, I really, really enjoyed my life. I gave it my all. I did it my best. I lived the best version of my life. And I really want you all to think about that. So I'm not saying you can't have thoughts or be critical of yourself. But coming from a person who struggles every day just to consume anything and to like not have seizures or not pass out or like just to stay alive, I wish, I'm sharing this message because I wish the healthy younger version of me wouldn't have wasted so much time on that and wouldn't have worried about that and would have worried about being healthy. Like I'm not condoning eating 
crap food all the time and not moving your body. That's the opposite of the message I'm trying to get across. What I'm condoning is loving yourself. Loving yourself enough to, if you are physically able to, to do some, some type of physical movement, to do a workout, to go for a walk, to dance, to do yoga. Like it kind of drives me nuts a little bit when people say working out isn't for them. Because every person's body needs movement of some sort. Even people who are in a coma, physical therapists have to come and move their body for them. Like everybody's bodies need movement. So yes, the traditional sense of working out might not be for you. But instead of looking at it like it's a punishment or a bad thing, look at it as, wow, I, I'm allowed to work out. I'm able. I have healthy lungs and legs and a heartbeat, which some people don't have that ability. I used to use working out as such a tool for myself. At first, it was honestly to lose the baby weight and to look like I used to and to get my body back. But then it became so much more therapeutic. It became like my passion because it gave me the endorphins and the energy I needed. So when personally for me, I couldn't work out anymore. It was so hard to accept, but I realized it was doing more harm than good. So I really had to step back and look at my body and be like, is this benefiting me? And when I realized it wasn't, it took way too long, honestly, to admit that. But I did get to a point when I'm like, okay, my body can't handle those kind of workouts anymore. Then I started just walking. Then I got, I'm at a point now where I can barely walk from my car to my house without having severe chest pain and breathing issues. So I just, if you can take something from this, it's like... Just look at your body and ask it what it needs and listen to it. Because our bodies are so, so smart. If you actually listen and shut out all the bullshit that media and tabloids and everything tells you you should or shouldn't be doing and listen to what your body needs to be doing, it's going to tell you what it needs. Just truly dive in and figure out why do I care like about the rolls on my stomach or about the cellulite. And I've cared too, so I'm, again, not blaming you for that. But just truly think, be like, does this matter? I've heard, I don't know where I heard this, but someone was saying, at the end of the day, when you die at your funeral, no one is going to say, wow, look, she had an extra roll on her stomach. Like, that's not acceptable. No one's going to give a shit what you look like. They're going to remember you for the kind of person you were, for your personality. For They're going to tell stories of the time you made them laugh or cry or supported them. They are not going to give a crap about your cellulite or your body weight or the number you were on the scale when you died. So if you can take anything from this, it's that... Just do what your body wants. Like, look at eating food as a privilege. And look at moving your body as a privilege and not a punishment. Because, yes, I am blessed in so many ways. I still can walk somewhat. I still can 
eat a little bit, but I also in the past have taken that stuff for granted and I never will do that again. And I hope I can share that message with you that it, just think about what matters. Validate your feelings, but work through them. Dive deep and figure out why you care about what your body looks like so much. Why you obsess about the calorie content or the fat content. Just really think about it and think about what is most important to you in life. Um, because your body with a chronic illness can sometimes be in a constant state of fluctuation, um, sometimes causing weight gain or weight loss. Um, also different symptoms like swelling because of uh, side effects from medications or um, you know, having different GI issues because of food intolerances or food allergies. And then you have the other side of that where when your diet is so restricted, like mine is um, with mast cell, uh, you can actually fall on the other side of things where your weight drops too low. And then that causes a whole nother set of problems, um, like being accused of just having an eating disorder instead of actually having a mast cell activation syndrome that needs to be treated. So you can end up being treated for the wrong thing or be accused of, um, you know, just having an eating disorder, basically. Um, and it's hard sometimes um, not to be angry at your own body when it's dysfunctional. Um, and sometimes it can, for me, it, it can be hard to look in the mirror and sometimes feel like I'm living in a stranger's body. Um, I don't know if you guys can relate with that. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like dissociation either because you like can't handle it or the pain's too much or for whatever reason it's like even those of us that have never dissociated before once we get sick I've heard that very commonly used in the community and even had doctors be like yeah it's very normal for you to dissociate from your body um, not because you have anything wrong, like mentally, but literally because your body's protecting itself. Exactly. I have a random thing that I was going to say, which talk, talks about, like you were talking about eating disorders and being accused of things. So with gastroparesis, um, you can be a normal body weight, you can be overweight, um, and you can be underweight. And I had lost about 10 pounds, but I was still healthy quote unquote, in terms of my weight, but I had lost a third of my hair. And I didn't have a doctor believe me for four months. And I ended up walking into an ER and saying, you all told me and you all being medical professionals that I wasn't sick for 32 years. And for four months, I haven't been able to swallow and I've been getting under 500 calories. And something is very wrong with me and my GI is not listening to me. So you are going to admit me. And I literally demanded to be admitted. And they admitted me for five days. And the doctors were still arguing that, you know, I was not malnourished. But finally, somebody did a gastric emptying study on me. And it showed that I had gastroparesis. And they let me go after five days. Less than 24 hours, I was back in for another 22 days and it's like 
why didn't you listen to me in the first place? Like I told you I was so sick. And when I talked to the nutritionist who of course doesn't have the ego um, that a lot of medical professionals do because they're not, you know, they're still like semi-human, I want to say. Like um, they're, they, yeah, they're, they're just not as egotistical or think they know best. She was like, you are 100% malnourished. But there are so many people with gastroparesis that are of what society deems healthy weights. Like I still had a really muscular frame. I was still working out, but like my body was going crazy. I was having dysautonomic storms. I almost died during that hospitalization. And they were telling me I wasn't malnourished. So that's kind of a very that subject like um, literally what I'm living through right now like people I I've lost weight but I'm still like I don't look as sick as I am but people be like well like when my, when did you eat last and I'm like like 2020 at some point they're like what do you mean in 2020 I'm like I cannot consume more than like maybe a couple hundred calories a day right now so the first mm-hmm. bullshit thing in the whole world is why do we base off anything off of someone's weight? Whether you're overweight, underweight, normal weight, that has no bearing on your medical health, really. Like not, that's not, not at the all. basis of it anyway. Not at all. Because how many people too have been deemed overweight and be like, oh, you're just anxious or you just need to lose weight. But on the flip side, I'm not underweight enough to be taken seriously. But I 100% think I'm, seizing and having all these issues because I am so malnourished but no one will listen like that's the whole problem with our society why does weight even matter like I know it's so wrong and it's so wrong that when you tend to drop to a lower weight I hate to admit but I was um you know people were treating my illnesses uh more serious like they were taking the, the situation more seriously because it was becoming more of a dire circumstance just based on the way I looked um just based on the way I looked and it shouldn't take you to get that sick and that thin for a doctor to listen and to help you like I remember oh sorry reading Maddie your post about when you're like when I started letting myself look as sick as I felt I'm like that's so true why just because we can put on a brave face or look okay you have no idea what we go through every day so why does anyone base anything off how you look that's just completely ridiculous. That's, um, superficial societal standards. But I remember when I was at my sickest, well, when I'm pre-diagnosis, I was 95 pounds and everybody would say to me like strangers, oh my gosh, you've had four kids. I can't believe how thin you are. And I was like, I wish I weighed more. I was like, I can't eat anything. And within three months of getting sick, I gained 15 pounds from nothing. And well, I now suspect um, because it wasn't due to medication side effects, it was actually extreme water retention and swelling for, from mast cell. And as soon as I started mast cell medications, you know, it took like a number of months, but um, my body weight kind of went back down and stabilized. But in any day, and I'm short, like I'm five, one between 110, 115, I can lose or gain five pounds. Like, and that's just something that you deal with 
with POTS and mast cell. And that's a really hard thing um, mentally and emotionally to see your body change. Like nobody else can see yeah. it, but you. Um, and it's kind of a reminder that your body doesn't work properly. And everybody's like, oh, well, you don't look that sick or, you know, you look fine. And I think I'm more okay with having a feeding tube and a port in my chest than I have, and then I am with the fluctuations that I have with my weight because I feel like I literally have two different sizes of underwear. Okay. Because for some reason, my mass cell swelling decides to like be in my groin area. Mine and is from, yeah. And from day to day, like my underwear can be tight and I'll get when I had a scale, I don't, I don't have a scale anymore. When I would get on the scale, my weight would be the same. And I was like, I went to a doctor and I said, I don't have like typical angioedema. Like I was tested for hereditary angioedema. It all came back negative. Um, I was like, but this, like, this has to be mass cell. And it was also happening in like my stomach and my upper thighs. And it would turn like, it looked like I had cellulite, but I didn't like, that's how I like, I had pitted edema in my thighs from mass cell reactions. And I remember the doctor feeling my stomach and literally hearing the fluid and the look on their face was like, oh my gosh, she's right. And I wanted to be like, well, yes, I know this is my body. And two, like, do you now understand why it's so hard to live in our bodies or like why some of us have had eating disorders in the past or struggle with body dysmorphia or, or any of those things? Cause that's just a lot of a lot of changes to go through. I know there are a lot of people that struggle. They call them, you know, tiger stripes, but stretch marks because weight loss and gain, even if it's just five pounds, if that's happening to you on a daily basis or a weekly basis or anything like that, like that's, that's going to affect your body um, and your mental health as well. Sorry, Maddie, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just don't understand why society or everyone in general, like, because I've been on both sides as well, be like, oh, I'm too big or too small, blah, blah, blah. Like, why, why does our, what we physically look like have anything to do with how we physically feel? So I just make it such a mission to teach people. I'm like, do what feels right for your body. Like, if you want to eat whatever, eat it. Because I am at a point, like you guys, barely able to eat anything. And I would love to tell like 16-year-old version of me, be like, oh my God, you are beautiful. You are worthy. Enjoy it. Eat whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Do what feels best for you. Because you are blessed enough to be healthy and have those choices. Not everyone has that. And that doesn't mean you have to love your body in all aspects, but change it, work on it. Like just it needs to the impact needs to be put on health not on looks i think it's that one thing that's very true one thing oh that's God. really hard for me is like separating my illness and my body you know what like i am more than just my body like i am more than just my body but i'm also when i look in the mirror it's sometimes i just i can just see the illness and do you guys have any tips or any thoughts on like how do you get over that or how do you look at yourself and just see yourself and not any of your parts of your illness I don't get over it 
Um, I think it is a constant battle because, you know, even like dating, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, I have this chronic illness. And people that I've talked to were like, oh, well, none of us care about the fact that you're chronically ill. Like we care about um, like the way that you think and your passion for advocacy and the fact that you have this huge heart. And I'm like, oh yeah, like there's so many parts to me. And then I'm like, but I can't even do what I want to do because I'm living in this sick body. Like this sick body made me lose my daughter. Like this sick body doesn't allow me to exercise. It doesn't allow me to work. Like, you know, I wanted to go into the medical field. Like I wanted to do something like humanitarian-esque, which I know is not a word, but, and my body is prohibiting me from doing any of that. So it's just such a big struggle because I look at my body too. And every day I'm reminded, like, you know, we have blood pooling. So like our feet turn blue. Okay. There's that every day I have hives on my face, despite taking Zolaire. Like, you know, yesterday I took a shower and I thought everything was fine. And then there was blood all over my room because my J tube popped. And it's like, how can you not like, I feel like you can't really separate them because our illnesses are ever consuming. Yeah. I think the thing is that you can't separate them. You have to validate it, like validate those feelings. Those are a hundred percent. We all feel that way, but don't let it consume you. Like be like, yes, I am sick. I am this. I spent so long hating my body and talking to my therapist. I'd be like, why is my body do this to me? Why, like, she's like, why do you keep saying it's doing it to you? Like you're two separate entities. I'm like, cause that's what I feel like. I feel like my soul and my mind is trying so hard, but my body's failing me over and over again. But then I started like, I don't know if you are on Instagram, follow Ashley Molstead, her name is. She's like a life coach and talks about changing your mindset. And anyway, she, I've started to think, I'm like, okay, I stopped hating everything my body was doing. And I'm like, and it's not easy, but I changed from like, why are you doing this to me? Being like, wow, like, look at all the shit we've survived. Look at how many times our bodies have kept us alive time and time again. So I think you need to find the balance between both, like addressing yes. Yeah, I guess you're right. But but most bodies, I came to realize, like, I think our bodies are like amazing warriors because I think a lot of bodies at this point, we would just be dead, to be honest. Like not many bodies could fight this hard to keep us alive. So I think you have to be in the middle ground between validating being angry, but also being like, thank you for letting me live another day. There's not, you have to do both. I have to anyway, I don't know. I have to do that. I think as that's well. like and the I, the healthiest. Oh, go ahead, Maddie. I was just gonna say I do that as well, and I think I started to see it more as like my bo- my body doesn't hate me, but my I started feeling a little bit of compassion towards my body because it, it, this isn't my body's fault. Like my body didn't choose to be dysfunctional. This is just the way my body is. You know, like this is just the way that that my body is and my body you know goes through a lot on a daily basis too and 
yeah, I have to thank my body for being there for me. And at the same time, recognizing all the art, all the difficult things that, that comes with it. I think it's really hard um, when medical professionals are literally telling us that we're too complex, like that we are not worthy, like that they will let us die. And it's like, how do you love a body? And how do you validate that when the people that are supposed to take care of you and save you in emergency situations are telling you like, you have a very bad hand dealt to you or you know more than us. And that's also very scary. And I think creates a lot of self doubt um, because those are the people that are supposed to, you know, be helping you and building you up and they're not, they're literally turning you away. And it's not your fault that you were born with, whether it be an autoimmune disease or you have cancer or a genetic condition, whatever it is. And I always try to reframe even when things are negative. Like yesterday when my balloon popped, I was like, God damn it. Like really, I don't, I don't need this. And then at the end of the day, I was like, but I'm so grateful of the experience that I had in the ER and the fact that they were able to save my stoma, um, and not have to have surgery again. And so then I became grateful. Um, and I just think that will always be a struggle for everybody. And it's really important to reframe because there's toxic positivity, but then there's also like being overconsumed by your illness and I am guilty of them all and it's like trying to learn to find a balance and some people are better at it than others but we're all human and so we all have our strengths and weaknesses but definitely trying to find the silver and lining and things it's very difficult and I find the only way to get through it is to take it moment by moment and just like accept all the positives that the universe gives me and accept all the negatives that the universe gives me and like just embrace the positives and the negatives. Um, but you were talking about body dysmorphia for a second and I thought that was interesting because I've met a lot of people in this community who has who have body dysmorphia. And yep. um, I guess... For people who don't know, I think body dysmorphia, correct me or add, feel free to add anything, Kim, but from what I know okay. about it, it's like an obsession or preoccupation with a perceived uh, flaw in your appearance. Yeah, or your um, body in general, like you're just hypercritical yeah. of it and hyper aware of it. And what you see is not what others see. Exactly. Yeah. It, it makes sense um, in chronic, chronic illness because what we see and feel is not what others see and feel. We're always told that we look healthy. Well, you don't realize that like, if we drink something, we look six months pregnant. Like, you know, yeah. like, like how, how is that not gonna make anybody like struggle with their body image? Disease just such a drastic change. So it's, all, it's like the chicken and the egg. It's a conversation that I too have had a lot of people. What came first, the body dysmorphia or the GI issues? Like, because it, I feel yeah. like I hear more about it with people that have gastroparesis, uh, mast cell, like stuff that's drastically changing your body is where the body dysmorphia comes from. Um, and I feel that's like it's really point. sad that doctors don't validate that. Like we're supposed to go see therapists, but 
there's very few mental health professionals that specialize in chronic illness. Like there, I've never been able to find one and doctors have not nearly enough empathy. So it's like, well, who do we talk to about it? We can talk to each other, but we're not necessarily equipped to handle that because we're all struggling with the same thing. Um, So that just, you know, shows that mental health really is not valued yeah I've I've definitely struggled with it in the past I remember um when I went away or my doctor sent me so the anaphylaxis started first and then the eating disorder the anorexia developed at the same time all my allergies developed and I think it was like you said you can't say the chicken or the egg happened first but when I was in treatment um I was 15 and they had us do a body image exercise where they gave us each this large sheet of paper on the wall and we had to draw what we thought the outline of our body looked like and try to get Mm -hmm. it as accurate as possible and Mm -hmm. then they stood us up to the sheet and drew on a different colored marker our actual bodies Mm -hmm. and mine was like actually the one I drew was three sizes bigger than my actual body that's really really interesting because I talk about the fact that like I never like I'm used to being really skinny or at least from like about 20 24 to 32 um and now I run like 10 to 15 pounds more and I don't feel skinny anymore and for me growing up that was of the utmost importance just because I grew up with narcissism which you know Maddie and I have in common so it's like ingrained in us and people are like what are you talking about you're are you crazy like you're skinny you've had four kids like no you can't even tell you've had kids and I was like you know I'm the least superficial person I mean all day I walk around in men's t-shirts and running shorts okay like I don't give a shit what anybody else looks like like it has nothing to do with what I look like like you know, people are like, oh, you're beautiful. And my response is you should see me naked. I've had four kids. Like, I- Okay, as Cameron was saying, how people look at her and she's small, but they're like, oh, you've had four kids. How can that be? That's just the whole point of this. Why do we look at anyone and judge them based off of what, how big or small they are? just goes again to show that you have no idea what someone has been through based off of their weight or their body image. So if you take anything from this, number one, please don't judge people off of their looks. I know that's easier said than done. I know if I've done that in the past, but I've really learned that that has no bearing on who that person is. Get to know someone. Don't let your judgment on their body image impact not getting to know someone the way you should because of that or doctors should not let that happen and judge people based on how much they weigh like the judgment of looks needs to stop and I hope this opens some people's eyes to that and again like I said we're all guilty of it but if we all work on it even just a little bit the world would be such a better place and the second thing Don't judge yourself solely on how you look. Body image is a huge thing. It's 
a valid thing. Every No one loves their body in its entirety. Well, no one I know anyway. But just know you are worth so much more than a number on a scale. You're worth so much more than what your hair looks like and your nails look like and your makeup and whatever else. And if getting your hair and nails done and going to the spa and doing makeup tutorials is your thing and that's what makes you feel your best, go for it. Honor that. Do that. But don't do it for other people. Do it because that's what makes you feel good. And if you want to wear baggy clothes and throw your hair in a messy bun every day, go for that. Do whatever you want to do to live your best life. None of us are guaranteed tomorrow. And coming from chronically sick people, whether you're sick or not, we are only have today. Like anyone's life could end at any time. So just truly think, does this matter? Do I want this to be the last thing I obsessed about or thought about? Just really think about what you want and how you want to live your life. And let's not base it off of body image. Let's work through those feelings together. Like I said, reach out to us if you're struggling with that. Reach out to your friends, to a counselor, to someone. Look in the mirror and it's okay if you judge yourself, but also be like, I'm beautiful, I'm strong, I'm brave, I'm courageous, I'm loving. Think of the good things as well. Don't just base everything off of how you look because you mean so, so much more than that. Thanks again for listening.